One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/host. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble on Football Ramble Daily. Jose Mourinho beat Pep Guardiola. Liverpool gubbed Southampton and Everton had a wonderful comeback win at Watford. Hello, everybody. My name's Marcus. Luke's over there. All right. Jim's above there. Hello. Pete Donaldson's in Japan. Japan? Japan. <laughs> yeah. Always assume he's there mm. if he's not here. Absolutely. Is, that, is that a safe assumption, though? Could it all be a smokescreen? Could be a ruse. Like, mm. a lot of flat earthers believe that Australia, to, to, to kind of satisfy their ruse and the things that people have pointed mm. out, they now argue that Australia doesn't exist. Yes. Uh, they say that like, it's populated by actors. It's like a, not a real thing. Mm. Maybe Pete's doing that with the beautiful country of Japan. Yeah, or maybe Pete is one of those actors and he's got a shift. <laughs> yeah. Everyone commute. looks like Pete. There's probably an Australian one it, out there that is him. I thought it was ridiculous until you said that. And I thought, yeah. oh, do you know what? Makes sense. Could be a theory I could get on board with. Either way, it makes you think. It certainly does. Um, let's go straight to Jose Mourinho. Yes. The <laughs> one who stole the show. <laughs> oh, you're the special one. We also got, is this the first This is the first show since the transfer window sh- slammed mm. shut as well? Oh, yes. So we can talk about Odin Nagalo later, right? We yeah. can. Yes. Don't yes. worry about that. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're itching. Yeah. Uh, we certainly can. Um, we can talk about uh, Stevie, as Jose Mourinho would prefer to call him rather than Stephen. Is it Bergwin, Bergwine? Bergwine, I think. Bergwine, Bergwine yeah. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't um, matter. Let's call the whole thing off. Indeed. 
Indeed. Uh, when it was a big win for, for Jose Mourinho and his uh, married men. He was at his vintage best, wasn't he, Mourinho? Yeah. yeah. Not in, maybe not in terms of tactics, uh, because let's be honest, Manchester City should have won that game. Mm. Uh, yeah. But in terms of his shithousery, yeah. Yeah, on the sideline, Jim, you, you, you look like you've got something to well, say. It's, it's infectious, clearly, isn't it? Because did, did you see what, um, what Pep Guardiola said after the game? Go on. Uh, he was talking about Liverpool being 22 points clear. Yeah. And he said, well, be interesting to see if Richard Scudamore thinks there's a problem with that. Because two years ago, he said it was a problem that City were 19 points clear. So they'd, they'd be interesting, wouldn't it? It's like, wow. <laughs> did he? Did Jose's he... got in your bald, fraudy head, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, Behaving like him, like a parasite. Did he? I, I saw some of the quotes. I, the, t- the tone was my own, Marcus, I no, will confess. Yeah. And some of those words I'm suggesting, because I'm not sure. I, I, I was paraphrasing, yes. I think... I'm not sure if Guardiola was as direct as people are saying. It was put to him, mm. I think, by the journalists that, uh, you know, when, when they ran away with it with 100 points and the, what it was, 19 points. Uh, Clear. W- yeah, yeah, exactly. And Scudamore said, well, it's not good for the Premier League. We want it to go down to the last day, which is understandable. That was put to him. And uh, mm. obviously he's a bit disappointed because he does feel that uh, that he gets a few barbs now and then, mm. which he does. So I'm, yeah, but, but you know, I just I think if if you haven't been if you've not been wound up by Jose Mourinho, are you saying that at all? Well, Mourinho wasn't asking. I mean, was Mourinho posing with a tash? Yeah. No, but, but I, 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 just I mean, feel I feel that Mourinho's properly back now. Yes, I, I think. Yeah. We, we, and and I was going to ask you, Jim. You know, because Marcus references uh, Mr. Mourinho's uh, shit housery. <laughs> uh, get the get the word yeah. right. There's just no uh, better term, is there? No, yeah. no, exactly. <laughs> reaching for it. Though. But what percentage are you pleased that he's back in the Premier League? Football wise, and what percentage is it? Because you know you're going to get some of these antics. Um, I am for me, bit, it's at least 50 50. Yeah, I'm quite tired of him to be honest. And I was like, change your tune, yeah. No, when did I say I wasn't? You seemed a bit excited earlier. That's yeah. all. Oh, no, oh, yeah, I just think, I think that incident is funny, mm. but um, Mourinho and Spurs, it's for obvious reasons for me, is a nightmarish combination where there is going to be some horrendous payoff at some point. <laughs> oh, I don't know what, it's, I, I, what it I is yet. I mean, I was too personally uh, invested. Exactly. I was at the game yesterday, and I felt like, um, of course, it was a, massively a game of, of two halves. And, and, you know, I mean, up, up to up to kind of about 10 minutes after half-time, City were obviously the dominant team, and you, it was very difficult to see a way that Spurs could, could get anything mm. out of the game. I mean, they only had three shots on top of the whole game, and lots have been made of that. But that's a ride their luck, and I think I think what what City did quite badly, I thought, was they they got dragged down into a into a street fight, and it, and it made me remind. I, I might have used this analogy before. I'm sure I have uh, because I've been doing this for twelve years. That um, that if you've got a really good technical boxer against mm. a slugger, the last thing the technical boxer wants to be doing is getting into a street fight. He wants mm. to just use his skills. And, and City are a better team than Spurs at this mm-hmm. point, mm-hmm. but they got dragged in, and I think that Mourinho knew they'd have to ride their luck. They defended pretty. Um, Resolutely, City cut through a couple of times as you'd expect, but they didn't score. And then they got dragged down, dragged down. And of course, as soon as um, as soon as Zinchenko gets the second yellow, which is a dictionary definition, yeah. of second yellow. Uh, okay. um, There's been a lot of sort of lot of people going, "Oh, it seems a little bit harsh." It's like you meant no way, like, no yeah. way, yeah. no way. And also, um, City were the better team in the first half. The Lions shared a possession and all the shots, but it could have been even worse for City because I think I was quite near where that Sterling challenge happened, and it was. It looked a nasty one, mm. and then I couldn't believe it went to VAR and um, it wasn't upgraded to a red. Mm. Then I watched it again, 
And I still can't believe it wasn't upgraded to a red. I'm talking about a man. I'm, to, I'm a man who's got Raheem Sterling as my fantasy team captain. Yeah. So mm. the last thing I want to see is a red card for him. Yeah. But for me, that, there's no difference between that and the Obama Yang one that was upgraded to a red. Mm. Cra- crazy mm. I, I decision. Thought, I thought Sterling was very lucky. Yeah. And I think Mourinho also felt that as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. that was brilliant. Well, you're, but when the, he went with the second yellow yeah, one, when he yeah, felt yeah. that, oh, that is just, <laughs> that's just brilliant. How could you not love exactly, that? Exactly, Jim. Come on. This is what we're saying. I understand. Do you know what it reminded me of? Go on. Hodgson and Sammy Lee every day I'm, every day I'm shuffling. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, Yeah, very good indeed. Yeah. I think Mourinho, um, you know, he made his feelings uh, well known, but, but Sterling was fortunate to, to yeah. not get a red card. I mean, let's, let's be honest there, that, that could have easily uh, turned into that. And, uh, you know, Dele Alli was lucky not to be quite hurt. Badly injured, one. yeah. Um, and then, of course, uh, VAR took a while to give Manchester City that penalty. Can yes. I just say... I mean, what was it like at the stadium? Well, I don't know what it was like when you watched it on TV, mm. uh, but it was... I went to make three cups of tea. Yeah, I couldn't, yeah, even, say, I couldn't even say it was terrible. It was just confusing. Mm. Yeah. No one around me knew what was happening. No one knew what it was for. Because the ball never went out of play. Yeah. Exactly. Because actually, watching it on TV, the commentators joked. I think Martin Tyler and Jamie Cagher actually right. said, imagine if they pull it back now, it'd be the longest um, VAR well, stop we've yet had. And then it that, that happened. So so I heard that, um, you get rumours that go around the stadium, I suppose. But a guy next to me was the first one to say, well, it might be for that that penalty. Mm. And my friend that I was with, he had called it as a penalty straight away because mm. we were quite close to it. And he said, oh, um, yeah, it's a pen. It's a definite pen. Mm. I, I mean, it turned out to be a pen. I think he was probably a bit lucky there, but mm-hmm. with his with his call. But the first, the guy on the other side of me was the first guy to say, "I think he's going to put it back for that penalty," and it was like, "Not surely not." And then mm. what happened was apparently Mike Dean was told by the VAR official, "Look, you're going to have to stop the play because it's gone for so long." Yeah. Yeah. But every, I think it was one minute fifty five seconds. Every single thing that happened, whether it's a stat, a completed pass, yep. a tackle, yeah, yeah, all yeah. just gets wiped. That's right. Right. I, so, I, I, there's got to be a better there's got to be something better than because, that because if they go up the other end and score then you bring yeah. it back or, or, or what happens then as you say because all those stats get wiped now what if someone puts in a big reducer I mean that still counts because it, it doesn't matter if whether that pa- passage of play counts or not if mm. you, if you, you can't just smash someone and go oh we well, mm. didn't count referee you've still hurt someone Yeah, but, but it is confusing and I think with those kind of decisions I, I don't think anyone would complain too much if somebody you know the ball you get VAR straight away on it and someone has to be quicker and so if the ball's cleared up the other end someone says stop the play now mm. and so you stop the play hang on we're just going to have a look at that no okay and you give an indirect well obviously you're going to score from your own box but you yeah. give a free kick or something yeah. uh, there that's the kind of the rule but otherwise it goes to wait for the ball to go out of play that could be really problematic do you do, I mean this is a, maybe a bit of a, a cheeky question but I'm interested in your thoughts because you guys saw it a different way to me um did you think that was a big enough error to warrant a turnover of a penalty? Because it's a very close call. I don't think you could definitely 100% say that he didn't get a tiny, tiny like atom on the ball. But we're not doing clear and obvious, are we, like they say? Mm. We're doing, do you genuinely think it is or isn't? Yeah, but I think in that case, it's got to be clear and obvious for it to be overturned. He's missed it and it's clear. Uh, of, it's, I understand, but I think, I think the term... Or the you know the words clear and obvious are, are just pointless now. Yeah, because I think everything we see is that pointless. we see that with some of the offsides, yeah. with some of the handballs and so on. It is not clear and obvious. But they don't use clear and obvious for offsides. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just an absolute minefield. It's I don't. Like, it's, it's stupid that you go into games and you and you experience it in that way. And I know, I know, it shouldn't all be about money. Although we are being told, we are we're told because there's so much money in football now, we have to have VAR. People pay a lot of money to go and watch football matches. I mean, Sunday night. You know, it's, it's a nightmare getting home from Spurs mm. anyway. If you if you don't finish till 6.30 and you don't live right around the corner, it takes you a long time to get home. If you've got kids, you've already spe- paid through mm-hmm. the nose mm-hmm. and you get that kind of nonsense. It's not, it's not, um, <clears throat> it's just not conducive to 
I mean, okay, fine. It ended up working out in Spurs' favour because they saved the penalty anyway, etc., etc. Just let the referee referee the game. I mean, mm. it's, it's, it's getting ridiculous. People around me, yeah. I don't... I mean, it's the smallest sample size, I suppose, of a few hundred people. I can. There was no one around me who wasn't just completely confused by mm. what was happening. Yeah. And that can't be right. It can't be right. Yeah, we, we've, I mean, we've seen it in every stadium in the Premier League this season, and it's... Um, they need to shake it up. They really, really need to shake it up. They need to sharpen it up because yeah. sometimes it it can be quite handy. You know, for example, at uh, was it Crystal Palace where um, Ward was going to be sent yes. off? Yeah, yeah, and, and, and downgrade to a yellow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so sometimes you see it implemented, and, and but it's... but I think the fact that it's implemented correctly in some cases shouldn't negate the fact that the Sterling thing and the way it was implemented for the penalty, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, shouldn't be shouldn't mm. be glossed over. Yeah. It, it is its first season, though, isn't it? And it is a huge. It's, Probably the biggest change possibly ever in football, really. So, mm. you know, who knows? Maybe that maybe it will be ironed out. Maybe it will get better. Lovely yeah. debut goal for Bergvine, though. Beautiful. Yeah, and what, what an adorable celebration as well. He loved it, yeah. Looks a, looks a very happy, nice young man. He looks, he looks a decent player. He showed some good touches. And it was a, it was yeah. a beautiful goal. It, yeah, really, it really was. was. Um, man City, though, some of the chances they missed. I mean, it, 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 this was... You could, just, you could just feel Mourinho giggling away every time they missed one. Yeah, he just yeah. felt like he just thought, Here we go. I have seen football long enough to know that yeah. you're not going to get anything out of yeah. this game. Yeah. <laughs> and he was very happy until he found out Sterling was on a yellow. Do you think Sterling should have been given a second yellow? Well, for the dive? Well, for the for the suggested dive. I don't think it was a dive. No, I don't think no, it was. No, right. away. After the yeah. penalty? Yeah, yeah, the, re- no. the rebound. I don't, not for me. Not yeah, well, that, and, but that's but what Mourinho was fuming about. But he should have won the pitch anyway. And 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 um, one, I, I was one thing I was sort of prepared to bring to you guys just as a question because Liverpool have done so well and and they're going to be champions and they deserve it and they've been brilliant. But because of that, I think it's gone a bit under the radar how problematic Man City have been. They're eight points worse off this season than they were last season. I don't think it has gone under the radar because that's why Guardiola is getting a bit prickly because people are looking at him going. I, I mean, how, how are you going to sort this out? You know, mm. uh, almost almost like when they're talking to a manager like Moyes or Howe down at the bottom, mm. saying, mm. how are you going to... I mean, I know Bournemouth won, but... Uh, and, and Guardiola's getting annoying, and he keeps saying, you know, this is a fantastic team. And it is a fantastic team, mm. and they've they've won loads of trophies, for crying out loud. We can't yeah. forget that. And inertia may set, set in a little bit, but it's, they're not having a disaster of a season. It's just in light of Liverpool being so flipping well, well, good. You, you I that, suppose they've raised the bar themselves, and it's probably a bit unfair to kind of criticise yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. They have, but they, they've, they've lost six games this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the start of the season, you'd be surprised if they lost that over a campaign, really. I agree. So yeah. they, they, I think it's... It's been difficult for them to try and keep pace with Liverpool, isn't it? Once they lost touch with them and it got to a point where it looked unlikely, I mean, how do you stay motivated? Mm. And it, it looks like... They're waiting the, for the Champions it, League, really, aren't they? Realistically, yeah. It yeah. looks like the rest of the league just like... I mean, a Man City seventh or are they second? Like, it's like, yeah. no, 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 it all feels like a big soup. They're very much second. You know what I mean, though? Uh, not with Man City. But, I think, but we'll I, get I to the rest of the division. What I mean division. is that Liverpool are so far away that you uh-huh. know every everything else is pointless. Apart from the relegation, yeah, yeah true. Winksy uh, was good. Harry he was Wins. very good. Um, I like him as a player. I like watching him live. He's good. I think he, yeah, he, was, he, was, he, he did very well in there. I just birthday boy as well. Was he really birthday yesterday? I think yeah. How old? Uh, Twenty four. Twenties. Twenties. All in our twenties. That's the fact. 20s. Yeah, I think I think just to finish with this with with Mourinho, I, I don't think he's back to to peak Mourinho. I think we saw a bit of it there. Next season, this is this is what I mean. This to me yeah. is a bedding in on the charm offensive. Well, this little bit of a yeah. little bedding in, you know. I've won the leadership race yeah. for this particular. So the eye will this, come next season. Yeah, this the season campaign will be next season. This season will be framed as an absolute miracle yes. that he came in halfway through it, yeah. and, and they had didn't get relegated. Window. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, yeah, yeah. you're right. Next big season, big summer be signings. The main stage. 
there won't be a tiny little horse next season. Yeah. You wonder if say. Liverpool will be able to close it out, though, because their next games in the league are tricky. I mean, Norwich, West Ham, Watford and Bournemouth. Yeah. Well, they beat <laughs> Southampton, of course. I mean, I mean I, I'd like to start by saying <clears throat> that Southampton, they played well for the most part. They, yeah. they actually created some openings. They, they, they worked well. They were, they were fairly well organised. Um, they, they gave a good account of themselves, Anfield, and they lost 4-0. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just... It's, oh, I, I genuinely believe all that to be true, yeah, especially completely. the 4-0 bit. It's absolutely right. I mean, once, once <laughs> Liverpool got that goal, they were just like, oh, yeah, br- brilliant, let's get a few more. Yeah. Like, ha- if they can just decide. Hasn't Hootle was right with his comments uh, when he said that he was proud of his team and the way they yeah, played? They were good. They were, they've been 4-0. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. And, and at the same time, the scoreline doesn't flatter Liverpool. I no, like the fact that like, four excellent goals. I like the fact that a load of actually quite butt hurt people on Twitter mm. were trying to obfuscate this win mm. by saying, "Oh yeah, but Andrew Robertson did a pass back to Allison and it wasn't picked up, so, yeah, it's, so it's, yeah. it's a sham." I mean, yeah, yeah probably not going to tilt the balance of the result. I would have thought, yeah. but no. ultimately, it's a missed opportunity, it's a missed decision. But yeah. really, it's not the end of the world. It was a glaring one, though, wasn't it? It was weird. Was, yeah. It was a strike. I can't believe the referee never gave it, but then Firmino should have had a penalty as well. So yeah. it's, it's one of those ones. And Hassan Hootl also said after the game, I would like to watch this game if we went one goal up. For 50 minutes, the best team in the world had no real chances and we had a massive one. I, it would have been 4-1. It would have been. <laughs> in fact, it probably would have been 5-1 because they yeah. would have made sure they got that four-goal cushion. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, Liverpool, they've won 20 home Premier League games in a row. They've gone 42 games unbeaten. In the top flight, only Arsenal's run of forty nine um, uh, league games in two thousand and three into two thousand and four stands in their way for the all time English top flight record. It's just phenomenal. You, mm. You're running out of words to say this. Is, this is almost like describing the, um, the 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 peak seasons of Messi and Ronaldo with Liverpool. You you yeah. run out of superlatives, don't you? Do you know who their forty ninth will be against? No, it's at the Etihad, I think. Is it really? Oh, I thought you could say it was Arsenal, which would have right. been quite yeah. No, it's Everton. They've, they've got to get through Everton away. Mm. I think the 49th will be... What, they are now 43? 42. 42. In the, in the, in the, oh, hang on a second. 43, 44, 45, 46, 47, 48. Yeah, it will be. It'll be Man City. No. 49th. So the 50th would be their game at home to Aston Villa. Fancy in there. Yeah. yeah. yeah to be honest, yeah. Although, although they could be starting from scratch but in that game. I can't think of anything to say. They're really good. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, what do yeah. you, you want from me? Well, let's, well let's hone in on, on uh, wee Geordie Henderson, because yes. Alan Shearer said that Henderson would be his player of the season so far. He mm. said, I think his words were, if the season was to stop now, he would say Jordan Henderson would be player of the season, which is huge praise indeed. Yeah. And also, Henderson, not one of the more headline grabbers of that side, considering they have Salah and, and Mane and Firmino in there, uh, to name a few. Yeah, but he's become um, you know, what, what you would call an engine room, isn't he? Mm. He, is, he is really, really just keeps them uh, ticking along in, in, in the middle and just, just, just directs the play almost. I said, I said it a few a few weeks ago, like when everyone was having this debate about whether Henderson was actually decent or not, he's just getting about his business, yes. winning things. Yeah, you know. And and do you he, think if you were to kind of mic him up during the game and he was running around, would, he, would you all you would hear is it's just business. It's just business. It's just business. It's just business, Lake. Now just get on with it. Big tackle, <laughs> business time. Big part, business time. <laughs> big players. Yeah, it's about big players. <laughs> yeah. I'll invoice you later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's he's absolutely superb, isn't he? The, the do you think he ever gets tired? <laughs> the energy that man has is absolutely yeah. phenomenal. And when you say he's becoming the engine, he's been in that engine room for ages. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's just made of pistons. <laughs> I wonder if, if you ask Jurgen Klopp, who I mean, you probably would say they're all very important. But if you had to say, if you had to say who his most important player is, <laughs> VAR. <Yeah. laughs> Would it be the referee in Stockley Park? It Not must be. The, no, um, he might say Henderson. You know, there 
there's a yeah. thing, isn't there? Is it, Manchester City fans are quite keen to suggest that. Well, there's a hashtag Liverpool. Yes, is yeah. that from Manchester City fans mainly? I, mean, I think it's from everyone else that can't handle what's happening. <laughs> that can't process reality. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of Liverpool fans who are putting yeah. unbearable in their Twitter handles as well. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Twenty-two yeah. points. Are you taking the piss? They yeah. certainly are, ladies and gentlemen. They, so the record's twenty. The record's nineteen points, isn't it? Hundred yes. points, and then may not have got eighty-one. Yeah. So they're going to. They're probably going to beat that. Do you think? Do you think they should start? Do you think Klopp? Just let's just let's just not turn. Let's throw a few games, lads, just to, to have a bomb, and then we'll just then we'll, well blast. They them. could lose their next seven games in a row and still be top, even if the yeah. other teams won mm. every single game. Do you know yeah, what the it, way it's uh, going? Sorry, it's that I heard. If you put Man United and Arsenal's points together, Liverpool is still six points ahead of them. Yeah, the way it's yeah. going, they could lose probably every other game of the season, and you wouldn't trust anybody else to do it. So but to trade, yeah, they're just trading points. I, I, it's, it's weird because you look at a team like Spurs; they've got thirty-seven points in twenty-five games. I, I've got no stats to back it up, but that to me just seems rubbish. Mm. To be fifth, that's rubbish. Mm. Well, let's talk about the battle for fifth then. Watford were beaten three-two by Everton. It was a superb comeback from Ancelotti's army. Um, is that I mean, what you're calling them now? Well, I mean, it's open to uh, to suggestions, of course. That's what I've gone with. Did anyone else just massively not trust Walcott to finish that? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> no, yeah. I knew he was going to score. Delighted he did for him. England fan knew he was going to score. Arsenal fan did not trust him. Mm. But we're both delighted though. Yeah, I was yeah, pleased for him. Yeah. I was pleased. Very likable man, Theo Walcott. I think there's a tiny bit of scouse creeping into his accent Do as you well. Think? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Best accent in the Premier League is Hector Bellerin's. Oh, absolutely. He Stop sounds it. like a proper Cockney. Spockney. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. I like that. Was anybody else a bit concerned seeing Nigel Pearson calmly say in the post-match, uh, disappointing is an understatement? They are dead. Yeah, it's, yeah. they are it, absolutely dead. I thought those Watford players, we might not see some of them again. But, but at least now Troy Deeney's fit. Troy Deeney is doing the, um, doing the punishing. Like, Troy Deeney, mm. apologies if you've not seen The Wire, but Troy Deeney <laughs> is the Chris Partlow to Nigel Pearson's Marlowe Stanfield. Mm. It's just the enforcer. Oh, just yeah, doing, yeah, yeah, just yeah. doing all the, all the dark Absolutely. stuff. Just, As well, that, that whole scenario of Pearson in that post-match interview, is, it, it's like when something has gone awry at school, a bad thing has happened, yeah. and then in the assembly, mm. the scariest teacher says, we know who's responsible, yeah. we'll be dealing with it. But they don't, do they, when they say that? They try and flush you out. Yeah, maybe. They try and maybe. flush you out. Yeah, but you don't know, though, especially yeah, that age. Exactly. Nigel Pearson can watch the tape back. He'll yeah. know. Do you think Pearson and Deeney, like, if they clashed, would the whole club just explode? It's possible. Mm. <laughs> it's possible. You'd see it from space. But do you think? But do you think there's too much mutual respect? They think no, no, no. This would be. But the, this would be stupid. I don't think there's anything to gain from exactly, either of them. Yes. They're, the they're, they're going to be on the same side. Aren't are, they, they? are they this generation's um, Keane and Ferguson? Oh. They end up hating each other. Well, they won't win any trophies, but they end up hating <laughs> each other. <laughs> but um, I, I think he, he, he's got grounds to be particularly annoyed, given that it was two all there at home. Oh, Everton God, went yeah. down to ten men. Mm. Some well, because they were 2-0 up. Some of the goals that... I mean, the, was it the first Mina goal? Yeah. yeah. Really bad. It was I, like, I mean, this, I think the second like Mina goal the is, is worse because the first one happened at all. Like, yeah, learn your lesson. No, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the second one, it wasn't a powerful header. No. But Mina did well, you know. But he, he was time. blatantly thinking, I might do this again now. Yeah. <laughs> They're not stopping yeah, me. I've, I've, I've got the keys to the city here. Yeah. <laughs> I like Yerry. Yeah. I like Yerry, man. I like the cut of his jib. No, I don't like him because you shouldn't like him because he scored a header against England in the yeah. World Cup. No, come on. Nervy. And the reason you shouldn't... Uh, let me finish. Yeah. The reason you shouldn't like him, because not just because he scored the header, yeah. but because it whitewashed over uh-huh. the greatest save of our generation by Jordan Pickford. <laughs> yeah. Because you know, Columbia just yeah, went to score from the corner. Right. So no one remembers the save. Yeah. It was ridiculous. It was brilliant. Save. Yeah. The, I mean, the, the, if people say, was it going in? It could have been going just wide. The angle was not conclusive. Do you know what I said to people who say that? Up yours. Never talk to me again. Never. Mm. 
And then, I, normally, I, and, then normally, and then normally say, all right. Some things are bigger than football, and I like the cut of Yerry Mina's lib. Uh, lib? It's his jib. <laughs> He's got a lovely lib, whatever that may be. Yeah. Um, that's maybe how you pronounce it. Was it a bad daddy office for your beloved Fabian Delph? It was. Yeah. Two yeah. yellows. Second one seemed a bit harsh, Jim. Mm. I, I can't remember it. <laughs> I'm just going to fess you know what? up. I was looking at him thinking, <laughs> I said, we could get the truth of Jim it, or he might have a go. Yeah, I'm interested to see what he's going to do. There's thinking. a lot of football every weekend, isn't there? It's like, uh, I, was, I was thinking, thank God for that, because I can't either. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right, well, it's down to me then. Take us through it, Marcus. Yeah. He punched the bloke, and uh, <laughs> no, it, was, it was down, it was in front of the linesman, actually, or the referee's assistant, and... He, he it was a little bit. It wasn't a stamp on his foot, but he went in for the tackle, and he, it's hard to describe. Really, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm sure most people listening will, will remember. I, I just thought it was a bit harsh, actually. Mm. Uh, second yellow, and down to you know. They, but but then Ancelotti, you see him come into play there because it's a little bit of a, a, a shift around. He put Holgate into the midfield. He brought on Michael Keane, and so they really they were going for the point. But that breakaway mm. with Richarlison bombing down the left, and you can see Walker. Was it a 94 yard run? I think they clocked it on match of the day. Yeah, and I was so delighted for him because because Moisey Ken came in yeah. and and sort of scuffed the shot. Well, do you think he scuffed it? Because actually from an angle it looked like it was deliberate oh if it was deliberate that would be absolutely it, it, it that would looked, be Gooty-esque yeah it? no it, yeah. It, it looked brilliantly cushioned maybe I'm giving him too much credit I but... think you might be but I mean, I'm, I'm all if you can present this theory perhaps <laughs> like the Flat Earthers and <laughs> Pete Donaldson yeah. <laughs> um, then I'm all is but I, I, I do think it was a bit of a scuff um, but... am, am I being harsh if I say that Theo Walcott should be running 94 yards because that's literally the only thing he does um, no. I mean, it, runs to, runs all over the place really fast. But it was what in the ninety-first minute or something? Yeah, apparently. Yeah, and they were down to ten minutes, so they'd been defending quite stoutly for twenty minutes. This is impressive. I don't, I, think, I don't think there's anything wrong with. I love watching Walcott put the afterburners on. Mm. I like any fast player doing that. <laughs> but I'm just saying, Walcott's not exactly known for anything else, is he? Yeah, I well, think well, they, to and be fair it. to Walcott, finally he delivered. To be yeah. fair to Walcott, if you've got a, in a situation like that, you, all you can do is shoot. So if you don't have the option to dribble it out for a throw, then you're not going to. <laughs> that is true, yeah. That is true. Or a goal kick, Jim. What is, so he famously got 100 goals over 10 years at Arsenal, right? Yeah. Um, do you know how many times he'd run the ball out for a throw? <laughs> is it similar? Because like, it should be a bit like, you know when you go in the Crystal Maze at the end and you get the gold tokens and the silver one? The silver's take away from the goal. They should take away from his goals. You've yeah. scored 100 and whatever goals, <laughs> oh, yeah. but you dribbled the ball out of play. <laughs> 114 times. Opta need a department for that stuff. They do. Yeah, get Richard O'Brien in it. Well, I mean, that's the solution to most things for my money. This is harsh. Walcott gets his first goal of the season. I think his shots to goals ratio is got. Walcott did complete a physical game. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting nowhere with this. I should say that Everton are ninth now at the the time of recording. Hold the back page. they're They're on 33 points. They're just three points off that very achievable Europa League place. How many points are they off 14th? Yeah, well, six points separates Palace in 14th and Sheffield United in 5th. Bearing in mind, Sheffield United beat Palace on the weekend. Mad. That's how mental it is in that section of the league. Yeah. It's like the the top sort of 10 of the championship. Are Are you hashtag against modern football? No, I don't think so. No, me either. I'm for it all. For any football. I don't mind it. Yeah, all right, ladies and gentlemen, let's have a quick break and then we'll talk more football. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, Football Ramble Daily, everybody. It's now time for emails with Jimmy C. Yes, it is. Jim, can I just ask a question and mm-hmm. you have to answer it honestly because you're among friends. Did you forget about the jingle again? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yes, I did. Welcome to the email section, the very professional email section. Start one from James Lawrence. When Pete gets in the mask, it takes me back to the sound quality of your earlier shows. That is the whole email. (laughs) By the way, shout out to support James. I can't remember your name, but shout you know who you are. Shout out to the guy who sent us a video on Twitter of his kids singing the mask winging theme. Oh yeah, absolutely brilliant. Amazing, heartwarming stuff. Can I? Can I say who was the emailer there? James. James Lawrence. James or JL as I as I yeah, call him. Yeah. Um I just told somebody recently we have been doing this podcast for a long, long time now. Yeah. Mm. Our first shows went on our MySpace page and now Yeah, I think other other football podcasts should put some respect on our names. Exactly, yeah, so James. Now we're you know, yeah. we're we're in our own studio and so on. Yeah. It's been a long journey and we're glad that you journeyed all the way with us. And also, um you gotta understand, James, it's a fair point, but the man is literally putting a box over his head yeah. Yeah. and then talking into a mic the other side of the box. Mm. Even though it, he's I, passionate about sound quality. I don't, know, I don't know why he's doing it. He may be I, if it there is a James Lawrence who listens to the show that I've met who's also uh, been a wrestler for a bit, so he and Pete should hang out. Could be Not him. The, the the Scottish chaps who uh, No. Oh, no. I always go on about that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> lads. Yeah. Would you like another email? Yes. Yeah. It's great because you don't know there's an email jingle and Pete literally doesn't read the email. Yeah. So it's so amazing. It's together. We should do it together. <laughs> yeah, you should, yeah. Pete does the buttons, I'll read them out. <laughs> yeah. Is there another jingle coming? Am I safe? To I'll start? do it at the end, I'll do it at yeah. the end. All right, yeah. cool. Yeah. Just throw one in whenever you want, actually. Okay. Great. So I I want to, you know. That's <laughs> <laughs> to caveat this by saying that I don't know why this tends to happen when I'm on email duty, but you'll see what I mean. Hey, fellas, just popping in with my idea on how to fix the domestic cups. Well, there we go. The first and easiest step... Not this guy. Is this the same fucking guy? No, it's not. No, it's another one. Um, just pop... <laughs> <laughs> the first and easiest step is clearly to scrap the League Cup. 
nonsense. Because its inclusion in the schedule affects the quality of the FA Cup later on due to the fixture pileup. Now get this, guys. Secondly, since teams end up rotating their squads so heavily to stay fresh for their promotion pushes or relegation fights, the cup incentive should be tied to those goals. I propose that if teams reach a certain stage, maybe the semi-finals, they automatically get promoted to the next league or are saved from relegation for that year. This would prevent teams from the lower half of the Premier League and top halves of the Championship from rotating so heavily during the Cup games. Lastly, and I admit this part is a little off the rails, this part... Hang on a minute. That, that first part... Yeah, I, I know. This I, isn't even I the mad part. I have to hear this yeah. bit now. Yeah, but bear with me. I propose that teams that qualified for the previous season's top six finishers, teams that automatically qualified for European group stage competition, are required to rotate a certain amount of players for FA Cup games. These squads have much more natural depth, so forcing them to use their squads both ensures that their squad players get some game time and also provides more opportunities for cup sets. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Sean O'Brien in Boston, Massachusetts. Sean! He's disgracing knockout, the great... Knockout football's just good, isn't it? Why can't people he's, just... He's disgracing the good yeah. city of Boston there. I mean... I'll if anyone's know. got any worse ideas <laughs> to change the cup, so we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, I please, don't think it's possible. Please get them in. I think I think we might have across this season got the got the worst suggestions. We, we are could. an absolute honeypot for the <laughs> bees of shit ideas. Is the only mugs though, that read them out? Do you think the BBC or any of the others are reading? What's that coming out? over the meadow? Oh, it's another shit idea bee. Yeah, <laughs> sticking itself in our honeypot. Do bees go to honeypots? They make honey, don't they? Uh, got I don't wrong. know. They, I don't know. Yeah, maybe they. It's 2020, I'm well, sure it's, they do. Well, it's, it's, um, this, this studio is a big flower mm. for the shit idea bees. Honey to the bee, that's, that's you for me. Billy Piper there. Don't, yeah. don't hear of her much anymore, that do you? That was easily her best song. Well, she was married to... Um, Chris your, Evans. No, your favourite... Lawrence um, Fox. Yeah, oh, your favourite... Jim's favourite. Jim's deflected straight <laughs> away. Donnie's favourite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to say, the man's not here. Not to defend himself. Is that all the emails, Jim? Uh, that is all the emails. All right, great. Yeah, um, yeah. Cheers. Have you got a jingle? Ah. Ah. You email show at footballrambledaily.com And now Peter's reading it out. Well done. Um, it's time for the better record to score update. <laughs> <laughs> Did we think, not win it this time? I'm just trying to think of how to spin this one. Uh, Victor Lindelof didn't score first oh, against Wolves. Well, yeah. <laughs> Although, to be fair, he did play. It was a nil-nil. Nobody scored. Yeah, exactly. Um, West Ham v Brighton, nil Mopai, Jim. That was a no. Nope. We've already talked nil, about no Mopai. We haven't mentioned Lindelof. Uh, Emmerich, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang should've. probably should have scored. Should've. but didn't. Yeah, he should have. And a nil-nil against Burnley. That was a... Oh, Jesus, Jesus terrible Christ. Yeah, uh, and Sergio Aguero probably should have opened the score in Marcus yeah. against Spurs but he hit the post that's a lovely save from Sorry. Hugo Lloris so betterway.com forward slash four to score uh, we'll be back in with that one on Friday hopefully we'll do better than zero I, th- I feel like at this point we're detracting from charity rather than helping it but at least we're raising awareness yeah yeah. I mean we're raising awareness that's, a, that's all we can do hmm. alright then back in the uh, the Premier League there was a six goal thriller at the London Stadium West Ham three Brighton three who's more angry David Moyes or Nigel Pearson uh, yeah that's a fair point I think it, well the Hammers are back in the relegation zone and their upcoming fixtures are Man City away Liverpool away Southampton at home Arsenal away Wolves at home Spurs away Chelsea at home there was a lot on this fixture yeah so I think Moyes might be he, he looks he's looking very sort of he's not lost hope yet was he pleased with the defending for the Pascal Gross goal, oh, do you think? Gordon. And was he happy that they are they um, let the team let them back in by how, scoring how, their own goal? How, other than Liverpool and at times Leicester, how bad is this Premier League season in terms of quality that you've seen? Well, well it, it feels like um, 
it feels like the the and I, Sheffield United. We got. I, I said. I said this. Yeah, but Sheffield United. This is this is the thing. Sheffield United look like they know what they're doing. Yeah. So you can kind of forgive Sheffield United for losing games against better teams or having an off day or whatever. They're new to the Premier League, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So put them to one side. I said quite flippantly a few weeks ago. Every other team has got the capacity to be totally shit other than Liverpool. Mm. But I do think that Liverpool are probably the only team who've got their stuff together. And they've got their shit together in an amazing way, but they still look like the only team who've really consistently got their act together. I mean, Leicester had a bit. Leicester had a bit of a wobble, so maybe yeah. that's a bit harsh. So to they're say having that. a good season. They are. Man City are good, but by their own standards, can be massively got at, and they're eight points worse off yeah. than they were this time last season. They so haven't. They, they haven't. They're not having a good season by their own standards. No. It feels to me that Chelsea have won one game in about the last four months. Still, still fourth. fourth yeah. yeah, but they, I think they've won two of their last six. Spurs. Uh, we we know all about Spurs. And the rest of them, it's much of a muchness. Wolves, even Wolves, who I think of in my mind as being a good team, mm-hmm. are capable of just turning in absolute dross. I, yeah. I think there's a, we're in a situation where obviously Arsenal are terrible, Man United are in a, in a difficult moment as well, Chelsea are in transition, and I think a lot of those other teams are quite evenly matched. Mm. So that has created this, this strange idea that everyone's about the same. But down the bottom, though, it's interesting, though, because Brighton are on 26 points, same as Bournemouth. Villa... Uh, are on 25. West Ham in 18th, in 18th are on 24. Watford have 23. I mean, the, the relegation battle is yeah, heating it up. Is. And you're right to point out that, that run that West Ham have got, Marcus, because obviously I know that, you know, they're not going to get much from it. They have to play games. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, this, <laughs> yeah. Is, this is such a tough running for them. We got a, um, we got a tweet. I, I, um, Did we? I can't remember it's from, but they said, oh, you guys, um, you always say knowledge are really shit. You should watch more of their games, and mm. then you'll know that they're not shit. And it's yeah. like, well, well, I just like to point they've out they've four games all season. When, when I when yeah. I talked about the relegation battle heating up, and I mentioned those teams, I didn't mention Norwich because they're a little bit off that yeah. group. I mean, there's, there's, there's <laughs> no how bad it is. To so be fair, stick it to up your bollocks, to, mate. <laughs> to be fair to old Billy Tweet, um, yeah. you know that they're they're good to watch, aren't they, Norwich? Yeah, when yeah. They, they have those periods in games where they 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 they. they Play good football, and mm. Buendia is a very good player. Todd Cantwell's enjoyable. Timu Puki, they've got good players, and they've got a likable style. But I mean, they're where they are for a reason. They beat um, Burn. I uh, know not even Burnley. That was in the cup, wasn't it? They beat Bournemouth one 0 at home in a game where both teams had a player sent off, mm-hmm. and that's the only game they've won in the league since the towards the end of November. Yeah, they're not by by any Hang measure. You, they're not a good team. You go to St James's Park and give a clean sheet, mate. True, actually. Have a bit of respect for that. Well, well, West Ham... I do like Todd Cantwell, by the way. He's a good player. Yeah, we all do. We all do. Uh, The the Hammers, yeah, they were 3-1 up against Brighton. Yeah, sorry, we've not been taking the piss out of this nearly Uh, enough. I was about to say, Jim, let's let's bring it back here. I mean, the first Brighton goal was an own goal. Oh, it was amazing. Bonner's face afterwards. Well, yeah. yeah. But he had no idea. He felt like... It was like he thought someone had like slapped him in the back of the head. Yeah, he was turned it, around and was like, "What was it not one of those? Own, was it not one of those? Own? So there's a certain category of goal where you think, I don't know if anyone in, around. I understand why the rule has to exist, but I don't know if anyone around who would be happy with this situation. Oh, Bonner should not be given that own goal. Mm. Should be given to yeah. Fabianski. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, like I know what you mean. If someone picks up the ball on the halfway line, goes around three players, and pings one off the crossbar. And it hits the back of the goalkeeper and goes in. Goalkeeper own goal should not be a goalkeeper own goal. Yeah, but, but it has to be. I though. know it has to be, but I'm not happy about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's one of those, isn't it? Oh, the... Bonner's done nothing there. No, yeah, if you send that really to the unlucky. dubious goals panel, they're sending it right back. Of course they are. Don't they're, waste our probably, time. Probably pe- penalising me a goal for a yeah. frivolous appeal. <laughs> oh, Bonner um, made a couple of um, dicey challenges as well, didn't he? Later on oh, in the yeah. game, I think. I think that obviously got to him. Because it's really harsh. He's like he felt like he had to make up for something that he didn't actually have anything to do with. I know. But if you think about Moy's teams. 
he tries to make them solid defensively. And especially if you're down in the relegation zone, first things first, shore it up at the back. When you see that first goal they concede against Brighton, they're 2-0 up at that point. You think, flipping heck, that's okay, but you're still 2-1 up. They get 3-1 up. They're at home. It's a game that they need to win, really. And then that second goal, the defensive mix-up, somebody take charge. Someone swing a boot here. I know um, whoever it was tries to head it back to the keeper, but come on. Mm. Like if, you're, if, you, if you're in the crowd there at West Ham, you're just thinking, bloody hellfire. And then, of course, 36-year-old Glennie Murray gets the equaliser and the VAR and all that sort of stuff. And, and, and the home crowd saw the replay of the goal, and yeah. you could hear their reaction but you to could, it. You, it was so tight wasn't mm. it even seeing it on tv like from, from a certain angle which i believe was the angle that was played in the stadium it, it really looked like it brushed his arm but it didn't mm. you can see why in the stadium you would think that that was a mad decision i i, I think that's an awful awful result for west ham yeah. considering <clears throat> and i and i think they're in real trouble something that um i forgot to mention at the time which didn't get around to it um when west ham played wolves away and wolves won two nil Aaron Cresswell played left back and he was up against Traore and he looked absolutely terrified. Mm. And I wonder if he's ever That's been the fair. same since. Yeah. <laughs> I remember used to think of him as quite a good player, but yeah, yeah. I can't really provide any evidence for that recently. He scored a few goals from this season as well. He's a funny player, Cresswell. I think he was a bit of a fan's favourite a few years ago, but I'm, I'm not so sure can I, can that I, as a maintained well, status. When they signed him, I, th- I mean, going back a bit now, my memory's not what it was, but when, we, when they signed him, I believe people were saying that this is the best fullback in the championship and, mm. and he could probably go to a host of different clubs. Yeah. But um, I was just going to say, at the risk of sort of going even further than what you're saying, Marcus, and risking the ire of some West Ham fans who, let's face it, have suffered enough. Mm. Um, yeah, well, they know, though. We, yeah, but no, I was, gonna, I, was, I was just going to go further than that. Mm. I was going to be even more negative and say, two of the goals, Snodgrass was just swinging a leg at it and they yeah. were both deflected in. And any other game... That could have, well, that could, I, they could have gone anywhere. Yeah, but the, but they went in though, didn't they? I mean, yeah. deflected both of them though. Yes, but you need a well, little both bit of def- luck. I think they were both deflected. The, yeah. one of and them you, I mean, you, you know, you got to, you got to shoot to score, haven't you? You got to try and be positive and try and make things happen. And Snodgrass is pretty good for sort of scruff of the net goals, isn't he? Mm. What do you think of Brighton signing Tarek Lamptey from from Chelsea for three million? That's three million a, pounds. I think that's a very good deal. I mean, I know he's young something. and he's played a lot. But he might only have played one professional well, he, game isn't well, he, against he, Arsenal. Yeah, yeah but well, in the league, league certainly. Very quick. He mm. does. Mm. I'm I surprised was, it's a it's a permanent deal. I was as well. I think with Chelsea though that they 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 loan out so many young players. I think a few of them now have seen what can be achieved if you actually leave permanently mm. you can settle somewhere or at least have a go at that and and it's at a Premier League club where he will play probably more minutes than he would at Chelsea you would imagine going on on, on how many it might just be that they decide decided not to renew it his contract he's out in the summer or he wants to move and there's all sorts of reasons absolutely yeah, I don't know the infant ins and outs of it well and, and and clubs need to balance the books as well you know mm. so I mean three million is not to be sniffed at I suppose mm. but yeah I, I look forward to, to see him in a Brighton jersey um, at Old Trafford Manchester United drew nil-nil with Wolves. It was put to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in the post-match <laughs> oh, that Wolves are a tough team to play against. And Ole responded by saying that uh, Manchester United had shown Wolves that they're a tough team to that play against. That was embarrassing, wasn't it? He's good for these There's no quotes. other word for it. It was absolutely embarrassing when he said that. <laughs> I, like, I like him, but he's doing my head in now. <laughs> Just what? be better. Yeah. Wolves are a tricky opponent. Well, well we're a tricky opponent yeah. as well. I know you're Manchester United at Old Trafford. Yeah. <laughs> oh, everyone knows you. Yeah, yeah. A, a a home ground that was so synonymous with amazing performances yeah. that it was genuinely nicknamed the Theatre of Dreams. I mean, imagine imagine in in, in Serie A. <laughs> I mean, take a moment just to fucking remember. That. I know. Imagine imagine, <laughs> imagine, imagine uh, in Serie A, Juventus at home to 
I, 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 clearly a, a lesser opposition. Yeah. And sorry, with, with a tab on, just go, well, they're eating, tricky. No, eating, a fat, e- yeah. e- eating loads of cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's got going, so many cigarettes in his mouth, yeah. you, can, you can't barely hear him. Yeah. And he goes, rrr, rrr, we're off the program. Suddenly he's Frank Clark. But, I mean... It just wouldn't happen, would it? No. I, I, I just don't understand how this is even possible. I mean, I, I watched this game, and, and, I, and I was on the radio on Friday night on Transfer Deadline Day, hosting the show, and lots was going on. Oh. Breaking news every five minutes. Fucking nightmare, to be honest. Mm. But you get through it, mm. and I did not expect to be speaking quite so often about Odi and Igalo. Yeah. Unbelievable. And, and then someone tells me, off the record... I won't say you told me, but it's a credible source. Mm. Someone told me that they inquired after Josh King, yep. and then they were told, "Oh no, he he, he would only move on a permanent. He loves Man United. Obviously, came through there. He'd be interested, but you have to sign him on a permanent. To permanent, and Bournemouth don't want to sell, so it's going to cost mm. you a lot of money." <clears throat> and then Man United went back to the agent and said, "All right, well, have you got anyone else? This is Manchester yeah. United, and they said we've got Odi Nagalo. He's available on a loan. Was... You got to pay a third of his wages. He's on three hundred grand a week. <laughs> Fine, we'll take him." Yeah. But wasn't there talk that he's? I mean, people listening can't see my face at the yeah. moment. But you could imagine what it's like. I just, just let that. Just it's a, it's amazing. There was talk. Man, every, every, sorry, Jim. I'm very passionate about this. <laughs> yeah. I will let you. I will let you come in. He's been waiting a whole show. But, for this. But see, I have. This is the this is the main course for me. Draw a cup of tea, Marco. Every single point that anyone at Man United, whether a fan, player, manager, anything, says about this, you can just respond with, "But you're Man United." Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You kept but right. <laughs> I, it sounds like you haven't heard this, Luke. This might actually make your eye worse. Apparently, Odin Agalo's agent uh, is a Norwegian guy that he knows from the Norwegian league. So, right, I mean, yeah. it's it's not like he's phoning around Mendes or <laughs> and, and yeah, last, last, <laughs> I had to. I also had to um, stop and edit. Lars Sivertsen on the continent a couple of weeks ago yeah. talking about Odin Agalo Solskjaer yeah. because of that kind of thing about agents <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. So. It, it, it's 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 bizarre. It's, yeah. it's just bizarre how it's come to this. But if you look at the list of players, who, the strikers that they were linked with, and obviously you've got to take some of it with a pinch of salt, it's like one of us not really trying at going for gold. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just like, I know it's a striker, so I'm just going to name loads of them. <laughs> I mean, that... I have fallen back on that strategy. We've all done it, time, yeah. so we'll do it again. And we will. What is this game you speak of? Oh, sorry, the masked winger. Yeah. Masked winger. And it would have to be a winger. So my follow-up yeah. question to all this is, is well, it's sort of, it's in two parts. How and why has Bruno Fernandes gone there? Well, that's that's another that's another question entirely. Is he not hurt? Is he not? Yeah. Man United. What, that team that, yeah, they won loads. Oh, if I was a Man United fan, I'd be very, very positive. Mm. That is an that. incredible sign. I'm very positive about his debut. When we saw him play um, last season at Sporting. Best player on the pitch. Yeah, and not only that, you're absolutely right, but not only that, he, he kind of marshals things, he, as we said at the time, he, he directs, directs the play. And for him to come in on his debut in a difficult situation against a good team and, and do that again. Well, Man United are a good team as well. Oh, sorry, that's true. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I don't mean to disrespect them. Um, and he hasn't sorry, got Agarlo to run onto those exactly. yet. Odi and Agarlo's Man United. Um, he was he was directing the play as well, and 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 he started straight in there. And a lot was made of the fact that, that part of the reason they wanted him is because he's his big personality and he's mm. a leader, and they need that. And they do need that, and it's a really it's a really positive thing. It's a really good thing to be to be positive about. And I hope he does well there, and I hope he takes them back to to where they want to be. But there's no strategy. There's just no strategy, and and you can't brief. With the off the pitch, you can't go and brief the press and say, we've got a plan, we've got a strategy, we believe in Olegan Solskjaer. Mm. 
even if so, even if they have a situation where they are seeing something in social that no one else is seeing, mm. it's absolutely their prerogative. Mm. They can do what they want. They run the club how they want. Yeah. Don't behave like the transfer window though, and think everyone's going to take you seriously because they're fucking not, and nor should they. <laughs> to be honest, nor should they. But the Bruno Fernandez signing though—that—that's the kind of signing that. I, I I was just I I I, th- I think it's a superb signing. I, I think really a lot of people do. were surprised that it actually happened. I, yeah, I do because they've I, really pulled off a coup there. They have, they, and you have to give them credit there. Yeah. And actually, when you say there's no strategy, I totally agree with you. However, if you're going to get if you if you want a big signing who will make a difference, and actually they're the leadership on the pitch and the lack of ideas and so on on the pitch, someone like Fernandez is a great, even if it's short term, and when I say short term, I mean a season or two in this day and age, that is a great signing. So they, they have to be credited and be given a bit of kudos there to outmuscle a lot of other top sides in, in on the continent to do that um, and, and back home here in England as well. I, I wonder though with Fernandez, his thinking, he's never played for a top, top team. He had a spell in Italy with was it Sampdoria Udinese I think, but it was he was didn't play for the for the top sides, and obviously he's been playing at Sporting, who are really the third best side, generally in, mm. in Portugal. Now he won the cup, but he's not won the league there. He's what twenty four, twenty five now, so still, he's twenty five. Yeah. yeah, so still young, but but not sort of nineteen twenty. And I and I just I, I wonder for him if uh, he he wants to go to a team where he is going to be the the main man or one mm. of the main men do you know what I mean probably it, impatient to join the join the elite clubs which, which Man United but, still are in, in name of course well that's why we're so flabbergasted by but, what's been going on but sadly I think I think all, a combination of what you guys are saying there is, is right I mean we heard on the constant when we talked about Fernandez when he you know he went to his lead he wasn't he didn't pull up huge huge amount of trees wanted to go back to Portugal did that mm-hmm. has become a better player um, and is now ready to make a step up everyone seems who knows much more about football than me seems to think that but I, don't, I wonder if he thinks, well, I'll go to Man United, they pay me a shitload of money, yeah. I'll play every game because mm. they're in a bit of a nightmare state. I'm used to playing in this environment where I'm the best player. Yes. Um, it probably means that, um, that that means that I can be, well, it definitely means I'll be seen every week by the world's press and everything like that. And in, in two years' time, if it goes well, I'll go to Real Madrid. Yeah, oh, I think there might well be. Because, uh, because there, now there is a situation where if you leave Man United, you can go mm. better. You never used to be able to. Yeah. You could understand why Cristiano Ronaldo wanted to go to Real Madrid because mm-hmm. of his background and, yeah. and he always wanted to go there. But you couldn't argue that was necessarily an upward step. It's probably a sideways step at that point. Mm. Uh, in terms of size of club. Yeah, okay. Um, but it was down to his personal choice. Now, no one can say that going from Man United to Real Madrid isn't a, isn't a step up. No, no, absolutely right. But yeah, I think what, what you're saying about Fernandes is, is very true there. And also, if he doesn't play that, you know, the pressure's off a bit. But also, he may well like the fact that they really, really courted him. I mean, let's be honest, you know, if, it's, if a team really wants you, I mean, this has gone on and on and on, this transfer saga, uh, which finally has come to an end. Well, Mourinho seemed to intimate, as we said on the show, that he thought it wasn't going to happen. He um, was being very smug about it. I told you, it's next season, we'll, we'll see the full yeah. Mourinho. But it's, Jose had obviously just been on the phone to, to George Mendes. Well, he probably was trying to say, just, don't, just for a laugh, Yeah, don't sell yeah. him. Because people read between the lines saying, oh, he's going to wait and he's going to go Spurs and play for Mourinho in the summer. Obviously, that hasn't mm-hmm. happened. It, the reason he says that is so that, you know, later on, I don't know, they can go, ah, we did get him in the end and then Spurs will nullify him in a game and Mourinho go, ah, yeah, but should you have got him? <laughs> <laughs> he's always like nine steps ahead, isn't he, yeah. Mourinho? There's always a plan. It's intriguing theory. Sorry to change the subject, but do you guys see... Um, um, Mbwana um, Samata for Aston Villa. Oh yes, with his making a bit of history. Yeah, he became um, the first Tanzanian to feature in the Premier League. Oh wow! Um, uh, did you know what? How many different nations have now represented the, 
in the Premier been represented in the, in the Premier League? Sixty. Hundred on the on the dot. Sixty is a terrible guess. Yeah. Do you have another guy, Marcus? Uh, One hundred and seventeen. You knew that, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> One hundred and seventeen. One hundred and seventeen different countries represented in the Premier League. It's amazing. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So good on him. He got goals, well, didn't he? He did. Yeah. yeah I think he became the hundredth. He might have become the hundredth player from hundredth nationality to score. All right. But it's one hundred seventeenth nation in total to be represented in the Premier League how about that a nice Ooh, little thing how about that that's did, nice do you see what happened in Spain's second division it was amazing this is yeah, amazing this is so good there's a VAR call and firstly alright Spain VAR in your segunda division someone's doing alright yeah um, <laughs> So there's a team called Fuenlabrada. Yeah, no controversy there. about it in this one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a guy called Cristobal Marquez. Uh, he, he was showing a straight red and he left the pitch, went down a tunnel as you do. Uh, then the referee went back to look at the foul on the pitch side monitor. Uh, he checked it, uh, decided to reverse it and uh, he was called back from the dressing room and uh, it was downgraded to a yellow. Then, before the play could resume, he got into a confrontation with a, a Hirona player. Uh, and both players were then booked because of that and that being his now second yellow, he was just sent off again. <laughs> <laughs> that is excellent brilliant and they lost as well yeah slugs yeah <laughs> absolute slugs. slugs brilliant that's such a good story that's a good way to finish the the, uh, the podcast Tis. Jim appreciate that mate well there we are ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble whoa that's loud on the ones and twos there that's why still in control from afar yeah uh, yes ladies and gentlemen Jules and Andy uh, are back tomorrow of course talking about those footballs thank you Luke thanks thank you Jim thank you see you on Friday Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big